film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we will take this week's Canadian movie and pair it with something uh, artier or trashier. Uh, <laughs> something trashier. I like the implication that Canadian <laughs> lies somewhere on the arty, trashy spectrum. It's one of those four quadrant things. There's arty, trashy, Canadian, and Question mark? bonus round. Uh, but yeah, we hope that you'll... Uh, Find well, something that you yeah. discover something uh, new and unexpected, or at the very least get some entertainment as I struggle to finish my intro. <laughs> I think you'll do both this. Not many people have no. watched this movie, and all of them will find it entertaining, Yes, in, this, to, my, to my estimation. This is a bit of a, we're shining a light on a thing that we think more people need to watch yes. kind of episode. So don't worry if you haven't seen it, but I'm getting ahead of myself because you need to know who we are. I'm Nick, I'm one of your hosts, and with me as always is the conspiracy nut to my tainted hams. Aaron, my co-host and partner, is here, head in hands. <laughs> I told Despairing. her. I told her before we started that you're not going to like the intro. <laughs> I don't like to hear the phrase tainted hams. And it's a big part of the it's movie. A big part so of the movie. <laughs> it keeps coming up, yeah. It's saying something that I still like the movie. Uh, so, listeners of the pod will know that we love poking out our local. Po- poking out? Pointing out. <laughs> we can poke them out, I guess. <laughs> our uh, local guys and gals on this here podcast. We are very Canadian, in case you can't tell from my terrific <laughs> accent. Terrific stuff. <laughs> so today's ep is all about everyone and everything being a local boy, pretty much, or yeah, gal. yeah, local boy, the movie. Yep. <laughs> if you're us, this is a Canadian movie that not a lot of people know. It's The Wrong Guy from 1997. Big promotions being announced today, and I think I know who's going to get it. The new president. Big surprise. Ken Daly. <laughs> what? I swear I will kill you. Ah! So that's the woman that found the body. No, sir, that's a man. Really? That's him! Nelson Hibbert is a wanted man. How far will $36 get me? Through there. Just need your name for records? My name is Dr. Helen Harris. No, that's my name. He's smart. Super smart. The guy I saw stuck his head in the water machine. Or is he? Yeah, the police think he killed Randall Nagel. Let's focus all our energies on catching this killer. No. They think I killed Randall. No, Michael. no, they don't. The wrong guy. This doesn't look anything like me. No, no, it doesn't. It's me. Uh, so this movie is pretty much for anybody who's a fan. If you're a fan of Kids in the Hall, a fan of the early, like, mm-hmm. first ten seasons of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. or SCTV mm-hmm. in any capacity, uh, then you will like this movie. Yes. That's just... It is the exact sensibility. Yes. At a minimum, you will like it. If you're like me, you will love it. Uh, This is a big, like, if you were Canadian in the 90s and a child, you probably came across this movie weirdly on cable at some point. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things that feels like a fever dream if you did see it because no one else remembers, but then you find that one person who's like, no, I totally remember that movie. Yeah, this was like a real, I feel like there's a lot of... uh, the trope of unlocking trauma and being like, I'm having a memory about, yeah. oh my god, it was this all along. This is me remembering, like, the Tainted Hams bit in this and being like, what the hell was that from? Just for decades. Huh. And then talking about it one day with somebody and then being like, you're talking about the Dave Foley movie, The Wrong Guy. What? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so this whole movie is on YouTube. Go and it's very yeah. easy to find. It's it's. Do uh, yourself a, a little favor. Yep. Yep. Tight ninety-minute comedy. Have yep. a good time. And we don't have enough of those anymore. No, I. We don't. You need to. We need to go back to ninety movies. Ninety minutes or three hours. I know I've said this on the podcast before, but those are the two lengths movies should be. All comedies should be ninety movie yeah, minutes. Yes. That's my belief. <laughs> that is inarguably correct. Yeah, you can't sustain it for long. It's like having a thriller that's like two hours and thirty minutes, where like you have to be really good to yes. sustain. Yeah. Yeah. You could get, but three hours rolls around again to be good because you have all this buildup and you're like living anyway. In the two hour or in the two hour mark, you get a little sleepy and you yeah. can just have nice, <laughs> quiet conversations before you all come back to <laughs> an exciting conclusion of some kind. I'm just saying, put me in charge of movies. <laughs> so a little bit about this movie from 97. This is directed by David Stein, Steinberg or Steinberg. I'm not sure which way around it would be. Mm. I didn't really recognize his name, but I should have. Um, he was that? a big stand-up in the 60s and 70s, but the oh. thing that he's, like, 
known for is he's one of the like key directors for Seinfeld and Friends and Mad About oh. You and Curb Your Enthusiasm and The Golden Girls and Designing Women. So like he's <laughs> all right, he a, gets it. Yeah, and knowing it was he's a big sitcom guy, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense. This tracks in this movie, hundred yep. percent. Yeah. Uh, so he's our... Yeah, this is like if a Seinfeld episode was allowed to be a, like a movie, not in sensibility, but in setup. Yeah. In shot setup and stuff. And in terms of, yeah, how they pay off a ton of callbacks and that kind of yeah, thing. That yeah, yeah. feels very much... Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's so sitcom that way. But he went to SCTV, or SCTV, he went to Second City. Sure. Uh, the SC part. With, um, with, Which uh, you'll never guess how long it took me to figure out that that's what the SC and SCTV stood for. It took me longer. You win. Uh, but he went with like Joe Flaherty, who's in this movie, yeah, and, yeah, and a few yeah. others. So that's he's part of the, the crowd. Um, nice. Love that. Talked about this being... It's basically an extended Kids in the Hall sketch. And the reason for that is it's written by Dave Foley, and it was a, a sketch that didn't get into Kids in the Hall. Oh, they extended you into a movie. <laughs> And the reason for that is, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah good for him. So, God, I wish my B-tier ideas oh made it God. into feature films. But I think All this right. is the beauty of it. So it's it's Kids in the Hall setup and premise and sensibility brought to it. Yes. But the other two writers, one of them is David Anthony Higgins, who I don't know a lot about, but he's the uh, the main cop in this. Oh, sure, sure. Um, okay. He's just a comedy writer. Uh, yes. Just. He is a comedy writer. <laughs> Nearly um, a comedy writer. But the other writer is Jake Hogan, who was one of the key Simpsons writers for uh, the first couple seasons. It's all fallen into place. Yes. Yeah. So it really is literally, it is exactly a fusion of Kids in the Hall and Simpsons stuff. Yeah. With just like SCTV regulars peppered throughout. <laughs> yes. That's great. That's adorable. Yeah. So this is starring Dave Foley. Keep talking about him. Yep. Uh, David Anthony Higgins. Jennifer Tilly is great in this. He's Joe so Flaherty is in there. And he's always fun. And Canadian treasure Calm Fior being big, scary, and bald. Yes. <laughs> it's like he wandered in from a different movie, but he saw this one happening and was like, yeah, I'm doing this now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He's I know great. him from so little. I saw him do a, like, do Macbeth when I was, oh, like, shit. 12 oh, and, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's the big scary guy is what I know him for. But apparently he's like a big sweetie. Oh, he's so nice. I've met him. He did oh. a he did a, a Toronto Symphony show or something one time. Yeah. Um, lovely man. Like if you want to pick out a Canadian celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confiore is exactly what you're picturing. He's yeah. just he's sweet. He's very well spoken and charming and, and lovely. He's got the look of a Canadian celebrity, too. Where yes, it's like he does. Mostly bald. Very tall. <laughs> like he really. looks a little like someone else. But not enough for you to be like, that's that person. You yeah, know what he's I mean? a real blank type. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of who it is. It's somebody I'm exactly. close to getting. It. No, no, it's Comfyar. You're thinking of Comfyar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I'm going to throw in a plug for um, uh, Bone Cop, Bad Cop. Oh, he's yeah. He's great in that, too. Another Canadian trip. Yeah. I feel like I don't know if I like that movie or not. <laughs> I do, but I shouldn't, right? It, it just it feels, feels like it's making fun of me the whole time. <laughs> it, again, almost feels like... The setup for a Simpsons episode yeah. where a body is found draped over the sign that divides Quebec and Ontario, like the highway sign. So there's one English cop and one French cop. Yeah. <laughs> bon cop, bad cop. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, sorry. No, is he in this? Yeah, he yeah he's in it. He's yeah, in he's, it. He's, he's, he's the English guy, not the French guy. I forget who the French guy is. Yeah, yeah. I also forget who the French guy is. But anyway. it's a bilingual movie. It's a neat it little is. movie. So there you go. There you go. Anyway. Bonus plug. <laughs> This is a real value-add episode. We said it was going to be a local Local yeah. Boys the Podcast. Strap the fuck in. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I swore. <laughs> you realize we swear a lot in this, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, take us through it. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, what happens in this movie. I like. Obviously, you'll have watched this movie before you're listening to us talk about it. But obviously. I do feel like this is one that, you, even if you know what's going to happen... Like, I've seen this movie probably a dozen times. <laughs> and every time, it's still very funny to me. Yeah. Just because Dave Foley is so... He's such a little spaghetti man. Like, his physicality <laughs> is so great in this. His bones are made of jello. Yeah. Yeah, it is... I mean, I you'll, you'll take us through it. But there's not... It really is just more of a setup. Yeah. And then various things happening around that setup. And that's kind <laughs> and of And then there's it. a conclusion... And and credits roll. Like, exactly. I guess that's just a story. But it feels much more loose than that. Like, it yeah. feels like here's an excuse to write a bunch of yeah. things like It's people riffing this. on yes. the, the bit that they the little nugget. And all of the riffs are very funny because everyone in it is very funny. And so, like, the writing itself 
is genius in a comedy way, yeah. the story is not genius. Oh, the story is like, it's, <laughs> it's barely, barely a story. It's barely a story. <laughs> it's relying on you having seen movies like this yes, to fill exactly. in the blanks. Yeah. But I was going to say the great part about it being just like little riffs is that if one of them isn't working for you, it'll be over in two minutes yeah. and then you get another one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're going to get a lot to choose from, so yeah. don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, I will mention too. I just wanted to say, Dave Foley is very on on record as saying this is the best performance of anything he's ever done. Like this is the thing he's most proud of. I believe it. Yeah, I, yeah. I also believe that. Kudos to him. <laughs> so, what's going on in this movie? The, uh, I just want to shout out before we're even into the plot. The title sequence is so great. Yes, it's genuine. I, I if you put it on and you don't know what you're watching, you're like, oh, I'm about to see. Like, not a James Bond film. No, like a Hitchcock-y, a... thriller kind yes, of film. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to see... It looks like Saul Bass designed it. Yes, very like, much. Which is, I know, the tone they're going for, but yeah. Not... What's what's the, like, next step down? The... All of those movies that Matt mm. Damon was in. You know. Like, <laughs> oh, like Born... Born Identity. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of looks like it's going to be that, right? Like a... Like a airport thriller, like, paperback thriller type of deal. I honestly think the only reason it doesn't like uh the the score really sells it as mm. as that but the only yeah. reason it doesn't feel like the only the only hint you get is the cartoon dave fully occasionally appearing <laughs> running to the credits like what the fuck was that oh who is that <laughs> uh well that happens it's great and uh i love that the music i was trying to find the composer's name because he's not mm. there's so little written about this movie yeah um, it kind of flew out of the radar but he i don't know him from anything else but he does a great work here of setting the exact tone of you can tell he's making fun of like yeah. thriller <laughs> soundtracks it's it, even like the main theme has like thing of like dun, dun, dun. Yeah, same it, idea maybe yeah Hitchcock is the the analog here of like suspense but like almost old timey suspense mm. where you're like it's so telegraphed and it's so set Such. up and so you know what I mean yeah yeah I feel like it's it's oh who who is the singer who did all the westerns and then they got him oh yeah to, uh, Frankie Lane they got him to sing the Blazing Saddles theme and he didn't know it was a parody so it just sounds pitch perfect to to a western like an over the top western yeah it's I think like that that's the the key here is that it's not yeah. it's not like outwardly making fun of it's just taking the idea like oh okay we'll distill that down into. We'll use it in, like, funny moments. And, yeah, you know. like that ba-da-da thing is used as, like, a punchline a few times. Yes, Great. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway. Yeah, and then we get into Nelson Hippert's big day. He's walking <laughs> down the hall saying, a big day today, and just... To people who obviously hate him at work. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like between the title sequence and that, you're like, I know exactly what this movie's going to be for 90 minutes. Yeah. There's no mistaking <laughs> what it's going to be. Uh, but he's he thinks it's a big day because he's going to get promoted to be the president mm-hmm. of the company. Uh, after spending years of sucking up, including marrying the boss's daughter. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't get it. Oh, no. <gasps> His Scandal. friend, question mark, Ken Daly gets it instead. The, and other, the other executive at the table. <laughs> the only other one who it is like clearly an actor. Everybody else is just extras yeah. sitting quietly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all identical, slightly balding white men. Yeah. Yep. Except this, for these two. Yep. They both have hair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Put a wig on it. So uh, Nelson Hibbert uh, stands up and <laughs> just says aloud, I swear I will kill you yeah. to the boss. <laughs> uh, and he gets dragged from the boardroom. And we not, get not a good look, guy. We get some really great Dave Foley crying. It's <laughs> so funny. You, I think that I think that this movie hinges on obviously like his performance, but that you don't, you're not supposed to like him. Oh no, yeah, at all. And so he just like just. Puffy eyes, like red cheeks, just <laughs> like he's cartoon crying. He's going, like, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but you do believe, like he, you don't like him, but you also pity him. It's that yeah, combo. I feel oh, like you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Little bug that he is, he <laughs> beetles up to his boss's office. To... <laughs> I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> Yeah, he has a staring contest with his boss that he loses. He finds out that his boss has been murdered. Uh, and he assumes immediately that he's going to be taken as the murderer, which yeah. 
do understand fair, that. Fair, But yeah. then you get into, this is real kids in the holly shtick of him, like, taking the knife out of the back of the boss's head and, like, <gasps> trying to reverse engineer, like, put it back in, like... <laughs> trying to leave the crime scene, like, the way he yeah. found it almost, but now, because he's removed the knife, just drenched in blood, it's spraying. My favorite fucking bit in this, like front half of the movie he's trying to put the knife back into this boss's neck but he's too squeamish so he kind of holds it there with one hand and he's about to hammer it in with the other hand like he needs it as far away yeah. from him as he can get it he takes a step back and crosses his arms and just gets blood all over his yeah, sleeves yeah. uh it's, it's so a great. good bit just screaming screaming his little head off the thing i like about the setup too is that it. You can 100%, like, there's no real suspension of disbelief as Mm. to whether he thinks he's going to be apprehended for the murder. There's no, like, even if he stopped and thought about it, he'd be like, yeah, they're going to, like, I walked out of, I told him I was going to kill him, walked into his office, walked out covered in blood, (laughs) and now the boss is dead. Like, the, I feel like you would have had to, like, with a comedy sketch, you maybe would have had to suspend disbelief a little yeah. bit. But no, this is, like, a... This is a very clean setup. Very like clean. It. And I think it also plays into, like, you... We get no characterization of anybody in this. They're all just cartoons. Yeah, for sure. But you do, like, the implication here of, oh, he thinks he's the main character. Like, he is the main yes. character. But he's got main character disease brain <laughs> yeah. of a business guy who's just, like, everyone will think it was me. And, like, yeah. nobody knows who this guy is, even. Yeah. Like, the receptionist at his work where he's worked for 15 years or whatever doesn't realize he works there. Like, yeah. that's the level of delusion. He's pretty much a, a, a nobody person. Yes. Uh, so we get more screaming. He flees while uh, the real killer, that's Colm Fior, has a protracted and needlessly complex escape plan. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, oh, I it love it. It is very clearly just like, how many costume changes can we make him go through? By the way, if the cleaning person is ever there, like if the custodial staff is wandering through the building at 11 a.m. on a weekday, that's a spy. Yeah. That I, guy murdered someone. Only exception is if somebody actually threw up and you had to call the custodial. Yes. Well, do it yourself. You know what? Get some sawdust. Throw it on that. Some shit. jerk's gonna call him. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll mention that. Uh, I feel like I can't recognize a lot of the exact landmarks that occur in this movie, except for this opening office building. Like, that's I, first Canadian, right? No, 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 it's not. But it, it's pretty close to there. I only know it is the place where they have the good donuts. <laughs> they have really good donuts in the. I don't concourse. know what it's called actually, but I walked through there every day for like yeah my job of ten years that I had. It's yeah. very it's a uh, it's a really blank office building. It's Toronto. The, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Toronto, Nelson leaving the the building. You pointed out and was like, I don't know if this is just a big city thing or if this is specifically Toronto. Of okay. he is soaked in blood. He's got a knife in his hands. But oh, yeah. everyone's doing the Toronto thing of like, okay, nobody look at him. Nobody, nobody talk to him. Speak to him. Yeah. Your drops, business is your own in yeah. the elevator. Do not make eye contact. He drops his knife and somebody's like, oh, you. You dropped your knife. This is for you, sir. Your knife. Yep. Nobody is doing any follow-up questions. That just feels so deliciously Toronto. It's yeah, yeah if, if someone got in an elevator covered in blood, I would be like, it's they're not weeping openly, so it's probably fine. But, it's Commerce Court, that's what it is. The Commerce blandest Court. name in the universe. Yeah, my god. Uh, live, shop, and work at Commerce Court. <laughs> Where you live and work. <laughs> Anyway. The Commerce Court. I'm just picturing a ju- Judge Judy style. <laughs> well, stop it. We have an episode. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, I had like a cartoon <laughs> thought bubble in my I can see in it. In my head, yeah. Really getting into this cartoon shtick. <laughs> uh, so, Calm Fjord and Dave Foley run into each other outside, and we have, if not for that, that's just the perfect little, like, you, you, and then yeah, they and then separate. They split. Yeah. Um, and then we get we get introduced to the cop on the case. Oh, I should say the mm. just to specify the the reason that they go like oh, you is because Confier was in the room oh, yeah. the whole he was just fucking hiding behind the curtain, <laughs> and so he's seen Dave Foley and he knows that Dave Foley is not the murderer but has been at the crime scene, right? Yeah. And then ran into him outside, and so obviously thinks, oh shit, this guy knows who I am and that I killed the boss. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah. So we got yeah. lots of people making, this is just assumptions the movie. Yeah. Uh, Don't do it, guys. It's great. I think they should do it because we get to profit from their entertainment. That's fair. Uh, 
Yeah, so we immediately get all of the loose ends tied up when we meet the cop who they <laughs> know who the killer is. They know it's not Dave Foley. Because Foy. they have a video <laughs> camera in the office, obviously. Security <laughs> cameras exist, people. Uh, I um, love that just like, no, this isn't going to be a problem. <laughs> and this is a 90s movie, so I will couch what I'm about to say. I do love the bit of people constantly mistaking Dave Foley for a woman. Because of how because much he screeches. Because of how high-pitched his screams are. And just are. because of how small he is. Yeah, he's so a dainty much. man. It could go into immediately, like, ages awful territory. True. But it just, like, skirts it a little bit. You just get a little bit like, oh, him? Her? Him? Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of it is just, like, grainy CCTV yeah. footage and the screaming. The most <laughs> high-pitched screaming you've ever heard in your life. Ah! 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 Uh, we'll just insert those throughout yeah. this episode just to... <laughs> just to keep you on your <laughs> uh, So we also learned that Ken Daly hired the killer to uh, off the president just so he could get to presidency faster. Yeah. And like, this is one of the things that I feel like you could go either way on it. It's why I love the movie. You know everything immediately. Like, there's no yeah. stakes. There's no plot to follow. It's yeah. just, oh, here's a framework. Watch these puppets dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, what, in the first 20 minutes of the movie, yeah. you, you, the audience, know that the police are looking for the right killer. Yeah. They caught Colmfjord on tape. Dave Foley is almost just not even a part of this movie, but the movie is about him. And, like, the cop doesn't want to do his job, so he's not investigating. Yeah, and... he's, like, really dragging it out. Yeah, like... like, it's just, no one wants to be here. Yeah. It feels very much just, I don't know, I, I love that stuff, because it could be so... I feel like for that, for there being, like, no inertia for the plot... Yeah, there's it, no momentum. It could be a really long 90-minute watch, but it sustains <laughs> the energy for me the whole way through. I it's just it. about the performances. It yeah. is, yeah. It really is. True. So, but it, the result is that like, every joke afterward is at the expense of Nelson. Yeah. Just, just being so dramatic about this. Like, they're after me. No one, no one is after <laughs> him. He's very convinced he's the most interesting person. Which, yes, which bleeds immediately into him calling his fiance to be like, I've got to run away. And I'll, yeah. I'll jump and start at every sound. And I'll, oh, what was that? Uh, just a stray Tom playing with a tin can. <laughs> How like that Tom am I? And then the line goes dead because he hasn't put <laughs> enough money in the phone. Uh, I love it so much. He rolls right into this drama role. He was waiting for something exciting to happen. He to was him, for he, sure. He vacillates, and this is like, there's no car, there's no character here, but vacillates between a cartoon idiot and this like arrogant fop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Just the most self-obsessed man in the world, and like, you know, the setup being, yeah, you think all the cops are after you, but no. <laughs> they are not. No, they are not. And the they keep showing up because Colmfjord thinks that this guy is going to identify him. Yeah. So he's following Dave Foley. The cops are following him. Well, it kind of goes back and forth a little bit. For the first they, while, yeah. Dave Foley is accidentally following Colmfjord. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we're getting out of the city and like... Because they're both fleeing to Mexico or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. I don't care what direction. As long as I'm <laughs> just trying to get to Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at a map. Uh, but we get a nice cameo, making this even more local. Bare Naked Ladies are there singing Gangster Girl. True. He has to avoid the cops, jump into a, a dumpster. This feels, again, just like a Simpsons bit come to life, where he waits, like, tries, tries to wait it out for the cop to leave. But the cop gathers all his friends to, like, have a game of, like, quarters against yeah. the wall. And then, like, two hours later, they're still there. They're rehearsing with their acapella group now. <laughs> It's so good. But yeah, the bare naked ladies showing up as as the cops. Yep, singing Gangster Girl, the original song by the bare naked ladies. In case you were wondering, there are original songs in <laughs> this movie. More than one. Yeah, yeah. more than one yeah. song. <laughs> but Dave fully makes it out of the city by getting on a bus. Colmfjord gets, uh, steals a jeep. And the most obvious jeep in the world. <laughs> With flames so on the great. side. <laughs> Just a tip, if you're going to flee, don't steal a car with flames painted on the side a g a black jeep yeah i feel like the killer's character is painted as like he's supposed to be this cool smart guy yeah that's just the, like the setup of him but then every move he makes is so stupid yeah 
he can do really cool shit, but he's also just like paranoid and weird. Yeah. He's just not that bright. <laughs> Speaking of paranoid and weird, I love the uh, fully on the bus, Calm Fjord and the Jeep yeah. lining up, and Calm Fjord's like, he's following they me. They look over and lock eyes. Dave Foley's like, oh, just shit. looking at himself in the just reflection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just having his dumb Muppet face. He has a real Muppet face, like if you made a face out of plasticine that's what it would be yeah yeah we get to the proposed town of crow nest crow's nest dave fully gets uh sick in the woods but it takes us to the motel in our next cameo we get a kids in the hall friend Yay. kevin mcdonald is there kevin. and i uh this is quickly gonna i'm gonna try not to be the guy who's just like and then this part happens but i like <laughs> But that is what the movie that is. That is what the movie yeah. is, yeah. Collection of bits. And it, yeah, they have a fun time with uh, Dave fully making up a name. It's <laughs> the all most the... needlessly fucking complicated fake name. The look on his face, the pride of like, aha, oh, and I'll add this. Oh, and this is a good <laughs> and name. it just keeps going and going. It's like a fucking, takes ten minutes to say his name. Uh, and him be like, why would I need to steal a car when I have a perfectly good... And trying, trying to, not like, to look. buy it out the window like oh fuck what car is that it's <laughs> <laughs> to look twice uh it's so funny total simpsons episode yeah and fun like the paper that that uh, kevin mcdonald sees that's like oh a jeep was stolen mm. the the it's like an unfinished prop the oh, is top it? of the newspaper just says banner image instead of having oh. a banner image <laughs> Oh, I like that. It feels too purposeful to be a mistake, obviously. It's it's, it's very it's centered. It's so funny. In the, yes, uh, I love it. So Because it's the plus. only one of these is like breaking reality gags I feel like it has. Other than... Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. you're right. Like there's there's exaggeration throughout, but like hyperbole. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's the only thing where like we... Obviously, this is not a real newspaper. We're not going to go to the trouble. Yeah. Um, I like that. So Kevin McDonald calls the police, and here's where we get the switch. Here's where Colm Fjord decides, oh, I'm going to, this guy is out for me. Yeah. Because while uh, the police come and... Colm Fjord happens to be at, at this that same hotel. Because, again, they're taking the same route to flee to Mexico. <laughs> the police show up, and Dave fully sneaks out, quote-unquote. <laughs> because t- no one is looking for him. They see him, and they're like, you you can go. We get his first, yeah, he gets two fake voices. The first one to Kevin McDonald. Uh, room, please, kind of voice, and this one, hey, yeah, it's just time to shower. <laughs> Again, so muppety, so stupid. I love it so much. Bless his heart. But Comfior comes out of his hotel room to see Dave fully pointing at his direction. Yeah, and that's the like, oh, oh shit, he's telling on me. I have to get him. Gotta get him. Comfior uh, does a sweet flip over the. There are genuinely some like interesting like Mission Impossible type shots yeah. in this, and like the the actual direction is is quite good for this. It's exactly it's pitch perfect for those type of action thrillers. Yeah, and going way back, a thing that I love, I always think about it. It's so like it's all bordering on cliche stuff, but when mm-hmm. Dave Foley comes out of killing quote unquote killing his boss, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got the knife in his hand. And he screams at the secretary, and the secretary screams back at him. There's this, like, low zoom in on him that feels so, like, oh, that would be in the trailer. Like, that's... Sure, totally, yeah. (laughs) Very effective direction. Mm -hmm. Thanks, David Steinberg, or Steinberg. (laughs) Whichever it is. Good job. (laughs) We love you. Uh, Unless you're bad, then we don't. Uh, I don't know enough about him. (laughs) Legal has signed off on this statement. And I now we just watched this, and I get them mixed up. I can't remember which comes first, so I'm just going to decide to talk about... Uh, Enrico Colantani showing up, who I feel like the only other big thing he's known for is he's the main alien in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, he is. He's great. He's, he's Canadian. So great, but yeah. And all been... aliens are Canadian, by the way. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> Illegal or otherwise. Remember. The physicality from Galaxy Quest is all Enrico making all that up. Yes. He's so funny. Yeah, he like designed how the aliens move and shit. Like he's and got talk. good yeah. comedy instincts for sure. And just this is this is one of those scenes that I remember for so long. And I was like, "What is this? What is from? this? From? Oh, this would be infuriating because it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie." Yeah, it is. It is a like, "Hey, I, this feels like a Simpsons bit of like, yes. okay, we need to pad this movie out a little bit. Let's add a five minute scene with Enrico Colantani with like a crazy, yeah, a hitchhiker who turns out the driver is crazy and yeah. not the hitchhiker. Yeah, <laughs> and oh my god, is but he ever the fucking the the no bullet theory? How many? <laughs> You know how many gunmen there were on the grassy knoll or whatever? Like, none. JFK's head just did that. (laughs) 
can't get through saying it. It's so funny to me. Perfect joke. Perfect. It's, it's so great. It does. It. it does feel like it belongs in maybe not The Simpsons, but like, <laughs> yes, it's great. <laughs> Uh, so just huge shout out to Enrico. I wish we saw him in more stuff. He's so funny. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Uh, but yeah, the driver is crazy. And so the driver, the, <laughs> which I feel like was still a new bit at the time, yeah. probably. Right. Like, I feel like we've seen it elsewhere as well, but, but. I feel like hitchhiking is out of fashion. Like that stopped in like the '60s or '70s, right? So like, not know. a lot of people are going back to the well for hitchhiker jokes. That's like. probably true. Yeah. We've seen it all by now. Yeah. And yep. yet, we can still wow them with an Enrico Colantani cameo. <laughs> that's all you need to do. Uh, and I think that's what leads him to the train. Yeah. The tainted ham train. Yeah, he gets on a, like, riding the rails. Riding the oh, rails. A, a, like, train car full of ham, and you say. And firmly established that he's starving by this point. Yes, he's tried to eat some mushrooms. They made him throw up. Like, berries, same thing. Can't do it. He has, you know... He didn't plan for... He's not smart. No. <laughs> he hasn't eaten anything, and he used up all his money to take a bus ride halfway to the next town. He like, threw out all of his credit cards, but he yeah. kept the hilarious picture of him in a sombrero that tickles him so much. Mexican restaurant or something, yeah. <laughs> he's so happy when he looks he at it. He takes it out and looks at it. <laughs> uh, it's great. Yes. So yeah. he gorges on hams that turn out to be tainted. Yep. 15 pounds of tainted oh. ham. No one's that hungry. Mm, no. Even if you don't know they're tainted. Yeah, canned ham. Sorry. Yeah, no, no still good. slimy. Get the some great hospital scenes with Anna Bag Jones oh, yeah. and Doctor Helen Harris. No, that's making my up name. His own, yeah, making up a fake name, but again, so bad at it. Just <laughs> make up a name in advance. Anyway. And meanwhile, the the cop has been racking up expense account. Yes. He's now quote like quote unquote tracking this the, the killer like well maybe he was seen at this strip club you never know I need to question the dancers yeah <laughs> I've got a hunch if we stay around and watch a few dances we and gotta get into his mind the main reason like this could become like a uh, uh, a grading bit I feel like where it's mm. like oh he's just doing I kind of forget the cop is even there yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the thing that I was just we all think that it's there is because otherwise how would we get Moby the musical. <laughs> That's true. That's you. It was all leading to Moby the musical. We watched this like a week ago, and we've just been singing it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Again, original songs for a musical that's definitely not Beauty and the Beast. Nobody check in on that. It's and, not the same thing. I totally swear. And this is how you know it's a Simpsons bit because they do the same song for "See My Vest" in the Simpsons. Yes. Oh yeah. If you if you put all the like musicals ripoffs from the simpsons together with this it might make a whole musical <laughs> That'd be great. but it's the same song i know it's just it is pretty egregious you can tell he's coming out of the writer room and he's just got this stuck in his head yeah. like okay we'll write it to uh, be my guest musical, again people like, know yeah <laughs> they just love that tune it's great and i think that the like just jumping to the end the end credits music is just Moby, like the extended Moby yeah. song and Gangster Girl. And yeah. that's it. You get to hear the whole song. They had to write it and perform uh, it. Good I, for them. So great. And then we get to, so here's where I feel like the movie could flag really hard. He gets mm. to his small town. He meets uh, uh, Jennifer Tilly's character. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. I say Evangeline Lilly. No, that's no. just vaguely rhymes. That's why. <laughs> and Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jennifer Tilly's. Um, Country town. Yeah. Uh, Out in the middle of nowhere. Crops. Yep. Picket fences. But we change joke styles, I feel like. We go from these little sketch bits into this... Oh, the movie is here. Oh. Yeah. It becomes this weird abstract joke about, like, oh, these small town bankers being taken over by the greedy farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad is, like... He, oh yeah, he escapes from the hospital and winds yeah. up like she she finds him in a field or whatever. And her dad is a like just an honest working banker. And but it takes so long to reveal yeah. that to you. <laughs> they don't even have enough money for ice in the freezer, you know. He's gluing together a fence because there's no nails. And there's yeah, and then there's the the farmer. What is his farmer name? Brown? Farmer Brown, and he's like this fat cat, like Daniel Plainview type. Yes, that is like, exactly what it yeah. is. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm a corn man, <laughs> and he's coming in and like threatening to shut the bank down. 
I don't care if the strip mall's been in your family for three generations. It's all going to be golden waving corn. But, you know, it's a it's a very good bit. Everyone's, everyone in this movie just sells their fucking roles so, so committed. hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like Joe Flaherty is the, the country banker. He he's is, a dad type. Yeah. And he's got a real cartoony, funny voice. And he's yeah. like, he feels not grounded at all. But then you get Farmer Brown coming in and just grinding it into reality with this yeah. deep, gravelly voice. <laughs> He's so very, yeah, he's quite medicine. It's a very good little, I wish, I don't know that guy from anything else either. This is Oh, this, yeah, me either. Yeah. yeah. It's either we know them from SCTV or yes. do not know them. Or mystery person. <laughs> and Jennifer Tilly. And Jennifer Tilly, yes. Yeah. Uh, which is so funny that she's, I think she's second build and she doesn't show yeah. up until 50 minutes into yeah. this 90 minute movie. <laughs> But then that is the, like, the core of the movie. Like, up until then, it's bits, and now you have, yeah. like, oh, okay, we have a setup, we have some stakes, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they needed to cram in all their little fun sketches. Yeah. <laughs> Which, better to. Yep. It works. I feel like that's why the, the runtime works, though, because if it was just small mm. sketches the whole way through, by the end, you'd be tired. Yeah, 90 minutes would be a long time to just watch bits. Yeah, so now you just get, like, a full 30-minute episode devoted to one sketch kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they they escape the bank and run into Calm Fear later, and we have a big showdown at the end. And I love the mini putt showdown yeah. area. I love every bit of the negotiation. It's so good. It's so, good. It's so needlessly, not, not even needlessly convoluted, but like... Confiore has finally caught up to them yeah. and taken Jennifer Hittilly hostage so that, that Dave Foley has to go with them, thinking, like, okay, he'll clear my name, or, like, I'll I'll make a patsy out of this guy or yeah. whatever. And, and they're... <laughs> Dave Foley, by the end of the negotiation scene, the standoff with the police has grasped... <laughs> That this is the real killer. Like, it takes him that fucking long. And Jennifer, I love that he has an equal match with Jennifer Tilly of them just being so empty-brained. Just Yeah, and she's not even that dumb. She's just like, I just didn't want to make you feel bad. But her, <laughs> I can tell you were not grasping it. Her shouting, Nelson, you solved the mystery, yeah. is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I Let's sure go did. home. Let's go home, and the killer still has a gun pointed at them like, Sir, not the main character. <laughs> I have to assume, like, I feel like he gets dumber as the movie goes on, and, like, Comfiore bashes him in the face and knocks him unconscious That's earlier. That's true. Maybe he just, just has a concussion. It's just brain damage, yeah. yeah. And he ate all those tainted hams. <laughs> he's got brain worms or something. Yeah. Uh, Comfiore one-hand carrying Dave Foley through a parking like lot. Like a sack. <laughs> so funny. So My funny. personal favorite joke, and I'm so sorry for Oh, I know what it is, yet. so yes. please say it. <laughs> you know, he's he's... The killer has kidnapped these two, and he's got a gun pointed at Jennifer Tilly, but he has to, like, knock out David Foley, potato sack him over his shoulder. And they're just, he's flopping along, they're walking, they're walking. He's awake, and Kofi like, you're awake. Like, yeah, for a while now. I've been carrying you. And David Foley just goes, oh, I thought you wanted to. <laughs> Are you not, you don't know what's happening? It is a, just a marvel, it's a perfect Simpsons joke. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if anything was going to be that, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and I, that and I feel like the negotiation feels. I feel like everything in this is it's a bouncing between kids in the hall humor and SCTV yeah. humor and Simpsons humor. Totally. And the police negotiation feels very Wiggum bad at his job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the exact character. Yeah. Shooting the, <laughs> shooting the killer and being like, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, from off off screen, like a sniper just got impatient. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Get the snipers in the position through the megaphone. I, I heard that. Hear you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's ex- exactly Wiggum. That's uh, what it is. And the him falling, it's setting up like the, the fun camera tricks of like, oh, they're on the Statue of Liberty. They're so high yeah, up. The mini fight, yeah. Comfure falls and it's just like a it's foot like and a three half. Three feet off the ground. <laughs> I fell on my keys. <laughs> it's so, so funny. So funny. Oh. Uh, and now we have, uh, as predicted, I've fallen into the just saying our favorite bits. Yeah, it's... it's it's great. It it's is hard great. not to do. And I don't think I could I don't think I could choose a favorite. I think that they're all my favorite children. Uh, yeah. Mine is the carrying. Yeah. Yes. But Comfier's delivery of I fell on my keys. <laughs> so pained. <primo>. Yeah. <laughs> mine might be the the Nelson, you solved the mystery. Ah, yeah. uh, let's go home. You know what I think? What? I think Daly was in on this thing right from the start. I think he hired you to kill Nagel. 
Of course he did. Nelson, you solved the mystery. Yeah. Hey. What? What do you say you and I get at? It's here? a lovely movie. Yeah. So I hope that either you have already watched it and have relived the beauty of the movie <laughs> with us, or this has gotten you to go and watch it one do or the it. other. Yeah. 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 I have nothing more to say about that <laughs> other than it is an extremely good time. I just, I love how happy we feel talking about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the great thing about it, like, it, it's a parody or mm. a satire? No, it's a parody. It's a parody, yeah. yeah. I always get those two picked up. But it's, it really, like, it. I feel like the way it does it is it sets up these, like, it can actually do the action thriller thing. Yeah. There's this whole bit where yeah, Comfior is escaping that from escape, the building. That escape feels very and, like, like yeah, he's got the the climbs down the window. Yeah, 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 and all of that is shot and set up as if you are watching a Bourne movie. I think that's why it works so good though. Because totally. If it yeah. was if it was filmed like a comedy thing, it would feel stilted and it would feel like you wouldn't feel like you're on board with it. It yeah. would be embarrassing to watch a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It would be as the kids say, I believe, cringe. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> We can never show our faces on the I'm internet again. Thank you. Thank you. Sit in that for Thank you. <laughs> but the thing I think makes it work is that it knows exactly when to pull away the mm. rug, the like to undercut the dramatic tension. Yeah. You know. And here's where you got like I again. I wish I knew more about David Anthony Higgins. I don't mm. know much much about him. But having Dave Foley and Jay Cogan be the other writers, were like they've been writing in comedy for decades sure no exactly you know when to time things perfect timing stuff like even if you can see the joke coming it's still very funny you can yeah Yeah. and there's so many good callbacks that it does the great thing of feels like a discardable gag the first time and then the like the wax paper and tea bags comes back a few times it's it doesn't even it doesn't necessarily feel like belly bustingly funny when it comes back but it is just like <laughs> i remember that scene. yeah <laughs> it is really good and just everyone everyone behave like at the core of it yeah you know what most of the jokes are going to be in the setup and like you know what kind of movie you're going to watch mm. but the characters are so like well thought out and like none of them are supposed to be the likable one really maybe jennifer maybe Tilly, jennifer you know? Tilly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the least unlikable one um yeah and it just it's just fun to watch them like you said just dance around in the little setup that, that they made for them <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we just want more people to see it, and also fun, fun. You'll see where we, well, more I, I guess, grew up, and yes, all of everything is just so goddamn Ontario looking. <laughs> it's the most Ontario thing you could have. And they keep saying that they're in Cleveland. I think. I so like, think that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> that's technically like kind of the same latitude. Yeah, maybe. Is that right? yeah. Latitude. Yeah, you, but I, I don't buy it. <laughs> I know an Ontario, like, gas station stop when I see one. <laughs> and that is one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I, this, as I mentioned, this is uh, one of those movies that is so little written about it that it's yeah. hard to find out more info. The only thing I was going to say is that it might not surprise you to learn that I don't have an injury and destruction roundup <laughs> this week because everybody was very safe. And yeah. it was good. Nobody ate a tainted ham on set. Oh, good. Okay, that's the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Dilly didn't really crash the car into a field of corn. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, so with that, what are you... I know we've just been gushing over the movie, but what's your, <laughs> what's your final thoughts on this exciting thriller from Dave Foley? <laughs> pew, pew, pew. It just feels... It feels like if you were watching... Um, Oh, what the hell. A, a Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. But with a Simpsons sensibility instead of a Christopher Guest sensibility. Does that make sense? And it's, yes. Yeah. It feels like you could... The, not that the roles are interchangeable, the, the actors, but like you, you know exactly what flavor of person you're going to get when you see each person on screen mm. because they are, you know, you know what Colm Fiore is going to be like because he's very like, he can do dramatic really well and he's like a trained fucking actor. Yes. And you know what you're going to get when you see Kevin McDonald on screen. Like, yes, you know exactly. Exa- you know, you're oh. just, you just settle in. You're like excited to watch them do their thing. You know? What's the name of the, the gas station attendant who uh, says that what if he won, if he got like the reward that he would oh, get solid gold yeah. pumps. He's an old SCTV guy. I can't remember who that is, but he's also very funny, just popping up. But yes, it's, just these has, little bit characters. Everybody has the right look, and Enrico yeah. Colantani looks like a crazy person. He looks bananas. It's great, yeah. You 100% know when you when he gets in that car, you know you're going to be hearing about conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I just love it. So I, I love the idea that this is just, this is like a Blues Brothers, right? It's not oh, that yes. The, it's not that the jokes are like so inventive or or anything like that. You, you know what the jokes are going to be. Yeah. Um, but it is just like, get all your comedy friends together and like <laughs> have a good time. And just, it's, it's fun to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Which I love. I really feel like, yeah, I, I feel like you could easily substitute Catherine O'Hara for, or like Andrea Martin for Jennifer Tilly. And I am Absolutely. honestly surprised that, that that role was not a, like, SCTV alum. Yeah, I could see them wanting to go with somebody to make it, like, be the straight person, you know? Sure. But she is funny, though. Like, yeah, she's quite funny on her own. Yeah. And so I just don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's just charming to watch, but it, it does feel like, yes, I can tell you know how there's supposed to be like another painting behind the mona lisa or the last supper or whatever it is sure they like x-ray pictures or is this just a dan brown fake plot anyway (laughs) you know painters paint over there you can tell that behind the jennifer tilly casting Dave Foley was writing with Catherine O'Hara in mind or something like that. I was going like to say, that. Andrea Martin, I, I Andrea Martin, hadn't pictured her for that, but I feel like that's who it is, because Catherine O'Hara would make it very big, I feel like. And Andrea yeah. Martin is good about being a that's little true. friggin' a little, weirdo. Yeah, just a tiny weirdo, like a very restrained, but like about to fucking Explode. blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. I, I, in my heart, it's Andrea Martin. <laughs> yes. No disrespect to Jennifer Tilly. Wonderful performance. We love her. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it just, in my head, it's just a sack full of, like, Canadian comedy people. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's, yeah. I would guess maybe they went with Jennifer Tilly because they were trying to do a, like, we got to get a big name that, like, mm. people south of the border will recognize. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Get that funding or something. Because I, I don't think this even made it to theaters. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, that's a shame. I know it was direct-to-video in America. Okay. In the, in the U.S. But in Canada, I think it maybe played in a few theaters, but... Pretty much direct-to-video as well. Oh, boo. Yeah. Okay. Which well. is a shame. Yeah. Deserves to be seen in a big theater where everyone can <laughs> chortle and guffaw together. Yes, that really feels like it's a it's a communal experience type of movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that it's not funny on its own. It has a certain... It has just a, an energy. With yeah. Group. I feel that about most comedy things. is like it's better to see with a big group of people. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like a psychology word for that, right? Yeah. Something about... Something or fucking whatever. Come, you come to this <laughs> podcast for hard info, and you're gonna get it. We're hinting at hard info, so that's there you go. <laughs> We're implying that you could find hard information if you looked elsewhere. We're exciting the imagination, Aaron. <laughs> There's that infotainment yeah, I keep hearing edutainment. so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Edutainment. Infotainment is probably copywritten by somebody else. So edutainment true. is okay, all right. <laughs> the knockoff rant. Is infotainment from like network? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Now I'm just picturing, oh, we have infotainment at home, and it's edutainment, that meme. Okay, cut this out. Nobody's driving me to this meme. No, we're keeping it in, and I'm going to make the meme, and it's going to be a huge hit. (laughs) As long as it's a huge hit, okay. Um, So that's your final thoughts on the movie? That's my final thoughts on the movie. Everyone in it is like just a comedy darling, and I really feel like you could... This is such a timeless movie in the sense that you could make this with any group of funny people, legitimately mm, funny people. Yes. Like, don't do this, you know, no disrespect, <laughs> but like, it. Ryan Reynolds, stay the fuck away from this property. Mm, don't mug into the camera. No mugging. <laughs> yes. You cannot be, you cannot be aware that there's a camera pointed at you. You have to yeah. just be doing it for the love of doing it and being ridiculous. You know what I mean? No mm-hmm. performing. None of this performing bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have to, it has to come from such a deep well of... Hating yourself yeah, inside of yourself. <laughs> that you have to prove to the whole world that you are a stupid asshole. <laughs> That's what this role needs. So Dave Foley, well fucking, fucking did done. <laughs> I do, you know what the, the, I do, the thing I like about the quote unquote arc, he genuinely like you, you root for him by the end, yeah. not just to be like, okay, buddy, like don't die, but like, yes, you became a not shitty person. You thought about someone else for once. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. It's a, the power of character work. So that's my final thoughts. Sweet. How about you? Well, for me, I like a lot, and this has only hit me on this, the dozenth viewing, was all that <laughs> stuff I was saying about how all the stakes get pulled out. Yeah. Like, before you're even halfway through the first act. Yeah. So this is, like, a weird anti-thriller in my mind of, like, (laughs) there is no pulse-pounding anything. You are just 
literally just being treated to a pile of stuff that's unrelated, but I guess kind of related. Technically related. Yeah. Yep. But it's like every trope is about... It's either using it to do a shortcut so that it doesn't have to worry about uh, plot, or it's sure. actively subverting it for comedy purposes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the the cops aren't looking for him. It's just so funny when he realizes that he's been like thrown away his entire life for yeah. no reason. It's like broken uh, off his engagement, like quit his job functionally, yeah. threw away all his credit cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, told his fiance goodbye. His fiance that I assume he doesn't like. Like that's no, no, can't yeah. can't be the case. Yeah. If you have a favorite daughter, you should label them favorite <laughs> and not favorite. Yes, he like the sucker he is got engaged to the not favorite daughter. <laughs> yeah. So just cut and dry. I love that because it yeah. could be an anti thriller in a way where. There are no stakes at all, but it starts to build up. Oh, he, everyone's going to think that he did it. Now there's this mistaken identity thing. And then immediately Rug gets pulled out. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're like, oh, now it's just about the stakes are, is he going to realize in time to not do something incredibly catastrophic? Yeah. Will he kill himself with ham before yeah. we see the end of this movie? <laughs> so that's about where the stakes are at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's about it. I just really okay. like that as a structure to play around in. It's a lot of fun. Yes. the It, it could so easily like you say slide into like this is interminable yeah sketches like stitched together are not an ideal format for a feature-length movie but <laughs> in this case it's held together by just like the characters are strong and the performances are really good and you keep getting little hints at the framework between the sketches True. i feel like yeah. because i feel like most sketch movies even if they're great sketch movies you do have to do a little bit of a like for a sketch movie it's really good which is yeah. kind of what we're doing <laughs> now but rest assured, it's, no, yeah. <laughs> I feel like nobody thinks of, like, for instance, The Blues Brothers as a sketch movie. Mm. That's more like, yeah, I guess it's like a musical sketch movie. It's doing a lot of... Little... It's got a lot of stuff going on. That's another one. Like, Blues Brothers, isn't it like two and a half hours long? It's something? so long. Yeah, it doesn't need to be that long. And no, I know that that's part of the joke, because, like, things are drawn out. Just, yeah. <laughs> but it's really good, so. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with all that in mind, it's time to... Uh, double bill this bad boy or recommend this is a prime double bill candidate with it only being 90 minutes true that you could actually watch another movie with it yes <laughs> uh and if you happen to think of a marquee title then great uh i did not so no pressure <laughs> uh but okay. take us away my turn okay so i'm going with the i'm i'm gonna double bill this with a movie that's uh we'll say artier because it's are we living in a very relative comparison right now? Is that... Sort of. I don't want to. I don't want to insinuate that the wrong guy is trashy, but more just like there's no, <laughs> there's no like you're not supposed to come out of it thinking differently about life or anything like that. No. It is purely for entertainment, for digesting, and for being like mm, fun calories, you know, fun comedy <laughs> calories. And so I'm gonna bill it with something that like you can you know, is a little more intensive um character development wise and Mm. but it it, both things hinge on a guy having had it with his boss and going on a rampage (laughs) i'm gonna pair this with uh the foul king from 2000 oh remind me about this movie i loved this movie but i (laughs) yes so it's uh it's directed by kim ji-woon and starring song kang ho as this guy who's like a bank teller like some south korean big multinational bank and he's like constantly late for work and he just doesn't like (laughs) but he really like he he's sort of an unwilling adult Basically, he's doing all the motions of being an adult, like, go to your bank job and, like, you know, support your dad or whatever. And so is Dave Foley. He's, like, getting married to the boss's daughter because that's what you do for your career and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And then uh, Sung Kang Ho basically one day is like, no, I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to wrestling. Like, some customer at the bank is just being an asshole. And so he fucking snaps and he storms out dramatically and, like, quits and starts this new life, right? And but the Felking is about taking on this wrestling persona and like yeah. getting to to act as this like heel and and sort of getting involved in the what would you call it like amateur wrestling circuit community yeah. circuit yeah exactly in uh, in this like town in South Korea and just him getting to sort of 
express himself in a way that like is not possible to do in his old life if, and, uh, and also really hard for him to do in his new life because he's like 30 years old and trying yeah. to get into wrestling for the first time yeah so, like, like good luck like he's like not good at, at any of it like the training montages are just collections of him sucking ass <laughs> at basic exercise yep oh hello cat all right I almost said the name of our cat, and then I was like, no, no, they can't, no. I can't dox the cat. <laughs> Sorry. Um, she, she's excited. Yeah. It's a very exciting time. It's a good, it's a good movie. Um, it's because the name of the wrestler that he, he really likes is Tiger Mask. Oh, so yeah. She's just excited about it. Oh, that. right. Yeah. Representation. Yes. Very important. So he, like, hooks up with the... He he connects with the the guy who used to play this like wrestling heel that he really loved when he was a kid and yeah it's I mean it's sunken holy like, he's a genius it's uh, truly just amazing to watch him do he anything he does really good sad sack too yes it's fun yeah. to watch him do where that. you're just like oh buddy no yeah yeah so if you just want to watch like a lovable guy just truly suck at something that he's decided like this is going to be my new path and I have main character energy <laughs> and then be bad at it I highly recommend both those movies together they're both like charming and mm-hmm. yeah Falking is funny it's yes. drama but it is very funny lots of lots of direction the same way where you're like I know that you think you're watching this flavor of movie or you know this is a, a send up of this type of movie and this sort of direction and this yeah they're both very good charming lead characters mm-hmm. um, one is much more like yeah you root for the guy and you you know <laughs> so I would I would say start with Fowl King and then you can slam on the wrong guy yeah you can watch Fowl King to like be uplifted and learn a fun life message and then yeah. Just watch Clown Man fall down lots. <laughs> Scream, fall down, cry. Ham. <laughs> That's the movie, folks. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm going to call it Kill Your Boss. <laughs> I am. Big marquee title. <laughs> there in you lights. go. Nice. Kill your boss. Up there in lights. Uh, so nice. Well, I think that we're, we're kind of vamping on the same idea same theme pathetic guy tries to do something (laughs) with his life yeah um but i i very much uh, i thought of what i'm double billing this along with coming from the like oh based on the synopsis or based on the genre you're like i know what this movie is and then it is nothing like what you think it's gonna be really okay uh so i'm going to pair this with a 2004 movie throwdown from johnny toe oh nice uh which i'll i'll just read the like one sentence synopsis is a former judo champion is given the chance to redeem himself after he befriends a competitor and an aspiring singer and like i've seen this movie two or three times yep i forget that that's the premise um You're just exploring them going about their lives. Yeah, like it should, it's presented as though it's going to be a like kung fu, technically judo is not that, but like a martial arts movie. Yeah, like almost like a street brawl Or it's going to be like a crime movie. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a thriller movie. Like the first 15, 20 minutes just has you like asking all these questions about what it's going to be. Yeah. Is it a comedy? Like what? what, (laughs) It's very funny. It is very funny. Yeah. Um, But the result... After, like, the first 45 minutes, is it morphs into a whole, a different genre. And it's very much about, like, oh, you thought you were watching this, you're actually watching that kind of thing. True. Uh, Some very good physical comedy in both as well. Um, But the idea of the main character that's trying to run away from all of his problems, but he made all of his problems. Right. He's just bringing them with him by existing. Yeah. There isn't anything that, like, uh, fate did an ill twist on him. Like, no. No, he he just fucked fucked up. up. Yeah. (laughs) Now he's a moron. Yeah, uh, yeah. The problem is him, and yes. when he realizes that, that's when he actually gets to do something about it. That's true, actually. I love that. I that's that for me is the nice like actual plot pivot of the wrong guy too, yeah. where it's like, no, he like acknowledges that he was a piece of shit and was just trying to like climb the corporate ladder, and you know, and then he meets like a nice country gal, <laughs> banker's daughter, and settles down. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that, and also. So I just want to shout out uh, the, I don't know how to pronounce his name exactly, but Louis Koo is the star of Showdown. And his introduction is like, I think we both spit took of him. He's like passed out drunk and somebody wakes him up and he like flounders into a like upright, stiff sitting position in such a way where he's just... He's trying to convince the person with his physicality that he wasn't just face down on the ground. It's yeah. so funny. He's Love a it genius. So much. Yeah. yeah. 
if you're not familiar with Johnny Toe's work, he did mostly just crime thrillers and a couple kung fu movies. Yeah. So this was very much a subversion of his own stuff doing this movie. Yes. Uh, so he knows the he knows the tropes well enough. But it's a great movie. I'm a big fan of it. Um, it's lovely. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. I like that and one. I don't ha- uh, throw Dave fully down. That's what I'll call it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You were carrying Dave Foley. <laughs> when there was only one set of prefer- footprints, you were carrying Dave Foley. Colin Fjord carried you. <laughs> I thought he wanted to. <laughs> you have to wait for me to take a drink. <laughs> take a drink every time Colin Fjord carries you. That's what I'm understanding. Did I get this right? We live in Canada. That's what happens here. He'll just show up. Uh, I just realized how insane that sounds. If you don't realize that Aaron was taking a drink. I was drinking and (laughs) I almost spit took right into the mic. That's what it is. Hell yeah. Spit took? Spit tooken? Spit taken? Spit taken. Liam Neeson's on the phone. You're going to be spit taken. Uh, I'm losing my mind. So I'm going to wrap up this movie. This podcast. Comedy bits. Uh, So... Thanks for listening. I'm resetting internally now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ding. If you're checking this movie out for the first time, or like you you saw we were doing this episode and you watched it for the first time, please let us know. It would warm the little heart of ours, our collective hearts. Our one heart that we share, because again, we're Canadian and yep. therefore an alien. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know at Gartbidge Pod on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find me at Dick R. Navis. And Aaron, where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter if they would like it. Maclebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. Hell yeah. And uh, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice because we would love people to find this show and also, therefore, this movie. Agreed. Yes. And with all of that, I hope that you will join us next time for another pile of garbage. Sure will be nice to tear this old bank down and plant me a fresh crop of corn. You will never grow one single ear of your filthy corn here.